Welcome to the Pitch Towards Holiness podcast. I'm Mike Kidwell. And I'm Michael Kidwell. This is a wonderful sunny day and we just um, really are excited about what we're going to be talking about today because it has everything to do with baseball and it has everything to do with our walk with Jesus. And those are two things that are really, um, we, we share interest in and we share mm-hmm. enthusiasm with in and we really share the love of with each other. So, um, yeah. we love baseball and I know that we both love Jesus. So we're going to talk about instant replay. So Michael, tell me a little bit about instant replay in major league baseball. Okay. So for those of you that don't know, um, instant replay has been a thing in football for quite a while. Yeah. Um, basically whenever they started, um, having cameras, they were able to go back and look at the replays. But um, it it didn't come into effect until the MLB, till I believe it was 2017 or 2018. Yeah, I'm not sure the date. I, I, I don't remember the yeah. year. But um, it, it's fairly new for the MLB. And um, they're still kind of figuring out what can be challenged, what can't be challenged. But basically... Um, after the play, each coach gets 15 seconds to decide whether or not he's going to challenge a call. Yeah. And then they go and um, they put in an earpiece. The umpire's on the field. They put in an earpiece, and someone in a booth in New York goes and watches the video, makes sure the ruling was correct, the call was correct, and really breaks it down frame by frame to make sure that they get the right call. And sometimes whenever they're looking at these instant replays, they're using, you know, 10 different camera angles and Mm -hmm. they're slowing it down frame by frame, second by second to see um, what the call, correct call is. And, you know, we we put a lot on umpires and referees um, for NFL and for Major League Baseball and really all major sports. But um, we've both umpired and coached Little League Baseball. And the speed of the game for major leagues and for NFL football is tremendously different than it is for Little League. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the the speed of the game itself, for some of these umpires to be able to get it even close to being right, right. is amazing. And then for them to get it right as often as they do is even more amazing and um, the, the, the replay system is put out there not to um, hold the integrity of the umpires, but really just to be a checks and balance system um, to, to help the naked eye understand what really happened because right. everything happens so quickly. And um, a lot of times it, it happens so fast that it fools um, the naked eye and, and what really happens and you thought happened um, could be something different. And so it really just helps the game. Right. Um, that's a lot of the pros. But some of the cons are um, when it first came out uh, for football and for baseball is it slowed the game down. Mm-hmm. You know, so over the time, um, they've added some things to speed the game up. And this year, we've seen more changes in Major League Baseball than probably ever before in regards to speeding up the game. Right, you know, right. We've got With, the, I mean, the pitch clock. And then um, pace of play has been a huge 
thing they're trying to improve. Yeah. Um, because last year, the average game length was about three hours and ten minutes. Yeah. This year, it's been cut down to about two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, they've cut down just about an hour of just kind of lull time. Yeah, and that's pretty amazing to be able to chop off that much time on um, a, a game like that. And, and you know, it it cuts out some of the things that we've come to know as um, traditions, if you will, mm-hmm. for Major League Baseball, but it's kind of the – it cuts out some of the nonsense, really. Yeah. Um, you look at some of these um, baseball players, and they're so um, – that they're – they are so superstitious. That's the word I was looking for. And what they'll do is get out of the, you know, before the pitch clock was in effect this year, they would get out of the batter's box and they would adjust their gloves and they would adjust their armbands and their knee, you know, their ankle um, pads and just lick their bats. They would do some weird stuff. Yeah, and I mean, as much as I love Altuve, it would always annoy me. After every pitch, he would step out of the box do this with his gloves like five times i'm like dude just put your gloves on and get back in the box and so the pitch clock you know eliminates all that stuff and and really like i said it's nonsense and you you see the the players are able to play at a high level even though um that they're they've they've not been allowed to do all this Mm -hmm. superstitious stuff so you know we, we look at um the speed of the game and really um those things have been put in effect so they can still use something like instant replay as a benefit and an add-on to the game to help um, get the calls right. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's really the desire of Major League Baseball, of the NFL, is to get the calls right. You know, um, the, again, like I said before, the naked eye can only see so much, but the speed of the game is so super fast Mm -hmm. that um sometimes the the naked eye is fooled with what they really see so michael tell me some um some of the things that have stuck out in your mind with uh, major league baseball and instant replays maybe something that's been overturned or um something that really just sticks out in your mind over the years that you've watched instant replay in baseball well one of the biggest things is like plays at first and how they're always so close and now with replay they can go and they can look at the exact moment where the foot hits the base and when the ball is in the glove yeah and they can stop it at that frame and then be like okay this is the correct call yeah because as an umpire and like um okay um we'll try to fix that uh, he said he can't hear you, so we'll try to fix that on our live. Sorry. Um, so, <clears throat> basically, like, when you're umpiring and you're on the field, for Little League, it's different because a lot of the times um, you'll you'll see the play and it, it won't be as bang-bang because the kids will either um, – take their time getting to the base or they take a while to throw the ball or they throw the ball away. But in major leagues, it's, it's like that. It's real instant. It is. And so, um, coaches can be like, I think he was safe. I'm going to challenge that. And they'll go and they'll look. 
and they'll see the ball in the glove, and the foot's like this, and here's the base. Yeah, some air underneath. And then pow, and then the ball's already in the glove, and it's like a blink of the eye. And, like, as an umpire, you're watching that, and you're like, he looked out based on what I heard. I heard the glove, but at the same time, you could have also heard the foot hit the base. Yeah. Yeah. So it's real confusing when you're an umpire, and they always teach you make a confident call. But in instances like that, you're kind of second guessing yourself. Yeah, yeah. And so with the instant replay, you you kind of are like, okay, I may have missed that call, but I'm glad they corrected it because now I I get the coaches off my back. Yeah, yeah. And you know, probably the the biggest thing that I've seen. Um, an instant replay with Major League Baseball is in overturning home runs. You know, we've seen a lot of people hit some um, home runs that that you know look like they're they're gone, and um, they roll back the tape and it just barely hit underneath the line, or um, somebody w- w- would think that it was gonna just keep flying um, um, over that line and, and, and when you slow it down frame by frame, you realize that a fan touched it before it went over the fence. And then, you know, that's fan interference and it, it takes a home run away and it ends up being a double. So, um, there, there's a lot of those things that we've seen that, that weren't in the game before instant replay. So it's kind of cool to, to see, um, major league baseball and the NFL getting it right with all their calls. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I know that, it adds a lot of um, people that have to be in a certain place and, and review things and all that. But I, I think it is for the betterment of the game. And another thing is whenever there's a runner on base and there's a pop-up and you know that runner's going to tag and um, the umpire, you have one umpire trying to watch the ball being caught and then you have another umpire watching to make sure they're not leaving early. Yeah. But then you can't see both things yeah, at you, once. Yeah, it's hard to sync that up. And so with replay, you can lit, you can put both screens right next yes. to each other yes. and see exactly when the ball was caught and exactly when he leaves the base to make sure he didn't leave early. That's right. That's because right. if he does, then he's out. So it's really good to clear up some things. Yeah. Yeah, so we know the benefits, the pros and the cons about um, instant replay in baseball. And, and some of you might be saying, well, what does that have to do with my walk with, with Christ? And so we're going to let you know that right now. Um, I, I want to I read a verse. It's in Proverbs. It's a Proverbs 13. And I'm going to read out of the, um, trans, the um, Passion Translation um, just because I, I like it so much. I like that translation too. Um, I, I really like the way it reads. and. It says it says this, it says, Lovers of God hate what is phony and false, but the wicked are full of shame and behave shamefully. This is um, mm-hmm. Jeremiah, I mean, I'm sorry. This is Proverbs 13, verses 5 and 6. And then verse 6 says, Righteousness is like a shield of protection guarding those who keep their integrity, but sin is the downfall of the wicked. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're walking a righteous life for God um, and you do something that is shameful or does not bring glory to God, when you have that walk with Christ, you have an, an instant replay system built within you called the Holy Spirit. And whenever you do something wrong, it starts replaying in your spirit 
mm-hmm. that thing that you do do wrong, and you start feeling conviction right. over that thing. Um, so the, those of you that are walking with Christ, you have that replay system within you. Um, if you're not walking with Christ and you're, you're out of, outside of his protection, outside of relationship with him, then it's going to be very hard for you to um, roll back the tape because you're going to be desensitized to what the Spirit of God is saying, and you're really going to be all about what you 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 feel, you desire, and all those things. Well, not just that, but someone that's unsaved will be like, oh, that's my conscience. But as a saved person, you know that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so people just kind of, that aren't saved, just kind of push it to the side and be like, it's it's just the voice in my head it's whatever but as christians we know that's the holy spirit trying to bring us correction yeah and in verse six says righteousness is like a shield of protection and right shield of protection righteousness righteousness is a big word but all it means is right standing with god that means that you're in agreement with his word by the obedience that you're showing your life is showing that you have a relationship with Christ. That's righteousness. And it's like a shield of protection guarding those who keep their integrity, but sin is the downfall of the wicked. So we look here in in verse 6, and it says that sin is the downfall of the wicked um, because they don't have a replay system built within them. Um, No one on this earth is perfect. And um, that doesn't mean we can't try to live um, blameless lives. And that, that doesn't mean perfect. That means that you're living life of righteousness for God. Um, each day, picture yourself, um, picture yourself posting a guard outside your heart. Okay. You're putting a guard out there and you're guarding the things that go in, um, your heart and what, what you let in and what you let out determine what kind of person you're becoming. Every choice for good sets into motion other opportunities. Um, I'm sorry. Every every choice for good sets in motion other opportunities for good. Um, evil choices follow the same pattern, but in the opposite direction. Each decision you make to obey the the um, op, each decision you make to obey God's word will bring a greater sense of order to your life while each decision of disobedience will bring confusion and destruction. People trying to live blameless lives may still sin and make mistakes, but they have a replay system within them, Michael, Mm -hmm. that helps them review, roll back the tape, realize they did something wrong, and correct it. Just like they roll back that tape and they review that the call was wrong, and they can overturn it, we can review some things that we did and we can realize, you know what, that was wrong. Mm -hmm. And we can, we can, um, we have conviction in our heart and we can correct that. And God wants to guard and he wants to guide and he wants to correct us on every step of our life. And and we can um, live a blameless life if we're in sync with him in a relationship with him. There's no way that we can live a righteous life without the help of the Holy Spirit in a relationship with Jesus. There's no way. And we're not going to have that replay system built within us Mm -hmm. if we're not living that, 
union, that communion every day with Jesus in a relationship with him. Yeah, and one of the big things that come to mind for um, for this is whenever you're um, with somebody and you just accidentally offend them yeah. and you don't know you offended them. And so it could be days, it could be weeks, and you feel like this just pulling in your spirit. Replay. And so, so, um, like there was one time that I had offended Brittany and I didn't even know. Yeah. And so a day passed by and I was praying and I just felt, um, I just felt this tug in my heart and it was just like a replay. Like I had, I, I just, it just came back to my mind. And, um, in that instance, I realized that I had offended her. And so I had to go back and apologize. Yeah. And so I feel like without that, I would have just went about my day and wouldn't have realized. You know, another good example, um, we play softball on Friday nights. And, you know, we when we're playing softball, um, your competitive nature comes out. Mm-hmm. And you, you want every call that happens out on the field to, to, go, um, your way. to go your way and to be correct. And, um, it, and by human means, that, that's really just impossible. We know by um, being umpires that we're going to get some things wrong every once in a while. And um, we had an umpire last night that um, wasn't getting things wrong every once in a while. He was getting things wrong at a pretty normal clip. And um, I could see it, it really affecting me. And God started replaying those things in my heart as I was walking um, off the field over and over and over again to the point where I had the conviction enough to go and and talk to the umpire and tell him, say, look, um, the things that that I said in um, um, competition, um, the things that I said weren't weren't bad, but the things that I said may have offended him. And and I said, look, I'm, I'm sorry. And the things that I said were out of line. And um, he accepted my apology. But that's the replay system that's built within you, um, showing you frame by frame the things that you did wrong Mm -hmm. so you can correct it. And that conviction that we feel is the Holy Spirit working in and through us. And if you don't have that conviction, if you don't have a replay system, if you do things that offend people, if you do things that are wrong to people, and it doesn't bother you whatsoever at all, and you never have it replaying in your heart over and over again, then that's a sign right there that you are apart from a relationship with Christ and that you're heading in the wrong direction. Right. And um, really it should be that that right there that gets you to stop in your tracks and say, Lord, I need to create a union, a relationship with you that's inseparable. So not just so you don't offend people, but so... You can have a relationship with him, and out of that relationship, that love relationship that you have with Jesus, you can produce the fruits of righteousness, and that means right standing with God. And and really, we're created to bring glory and honor to our creator, and that's God. And God sent us his son. That's He was all of God and all of man all at one time, and He came and lived a perfect life, showed us how to um, interact with people, how to live with people, and he showed us the power and the glory and the might of God, and then he laid it all down. He set it 
all down on a cross so he could die for us. And Mm -hmm. he did that for you and me because he loved us even while we were sinners. Before we could ever love him, he loved us. And that right there is what changed my heart and pierced my life. And it got me back on the right direction. I was heading in the wrong direction. And God just realigned everything with the power of his love. And and when he did, it didn't happen overnight that, that I started living for God. It was a slow process. Right. And I think that's what happens too, Michael, is we get impatient. We're like, you know what, God, I accept you into my heart. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to experience the love of Jesus. But I want you to fix me like that. And that's mm-hmm. not the way it works. Yeah. It's a... It's a it's a very slow process called sanctification. Sanctification is the daily, daily um, act of God cleaning us up. Mm-hmm. And, and so then Jesus, after he died and he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven and he is at the right hand um, throne of his father. And he didn't leave us empty handed. He left us with our replay system called the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit not only shows us things that, that we do wrong, but also guides us, comforts us, and um, directs us. And, and the other cool thing is the more time you spend in the Word of God, the more the Holy Spirit will bring things to your memory. The, the more th- things that the Holy Spirit will reveal to you through mm-hmm. the Word of God. And so that great revelator, the Holy Spirit, um, works in concert and in unity with the Father and the Son, to help us to live righteous lives. And so we, we, we look at this scripture that we read earlier, and um, we look at it as a task that we can't do on our own. Mm-hmm. We, we really need the power and the strength of God, because it's not by our might or our power, but right. by the Spirit right. of the Lord that we're going to be able to walk this thing out and live righteous lives. And really... Um, be able to show other people the love of Jesus because of the love of Jesus that we've experienced in our lives. Right. And I mean, we always say show love in the overflow. Yeah. If you're not filled with the love of Christ, then you're not going to overflow it onto someone else. That's right. So it's it's a hard thing to ask someone to uh, love Jesus like he loves you if you don't love Jesus like he loves you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then everybody was like, knows the Ten Commandments. And they're like, man, God has a lot of rules and mm-hmm. regulations. And he's this strict commander. And he expects you to just line up and walk straight. But the Ten Commandments were never put out there for um, it to be a burden on us. The Ten Commandments were put out there to um, guide us and to protect us. And the only way that that works with um, the Holy Spirit is when we're in relationship with with God. It's like an umbrella. The Ten Commandments are. Mm -hmm. The Ten Commandments, if we're we're in obedience with God because of the love that we have in the relationship that we have with Jesus, then we have that protection of the Ten Commandments. And we are in a righteous um, boundary, if you will, with protection of from God. But when we are outside of the obedience of God, we're outside of the protection of God, and we're outside of the relationship with God, 
then we're open to all the attacks of the enemy and we don't have that protection. The Ten Commandments were never meant to be something that, that we did um, on our own. The, the Ten Commandments were always meant to be something that were out of an overflow of the love that we have for Jesus. And the only way we can obey God, the only way we can obey God is if we love him. Mm-hmm. The only way we can do that. And the only way we can love him is if we can get to know him more. And the only way we can get to know him more is to spend more time with him. You know, I've, I've been married to your mom for almost 27 years, and I love spending time with her. Mm-hmm. And I think you know that, and I think that everybody that hangs around us knows that. And that the reason I love hanging around her, the, the reason I love spending time with her is because the time we spend together. And the more we spend time together, the more we long to spend time together. And that is exactly how our relationship with Jesus works. The more time you spend in prayer, the more time you get into his word, the more time you're going to want to spend with him. And then it's out of that overflow that you've spent time with him and had relationship with him that now you're able to obey him and love other people and live a righteous life through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and I've been experiencing the same thing because Brittany came um, to me um, yesterday and was like, I miss you. Like, I love you, but I miss you because with working till five and then going home with enough time to change and then go to school and then coming home and she's asleep because she has to go to work at five in the morning and then now spending time with the puppy, like, the more I've realized, like, the less time we've actually spent together just the two of us yeah and so i had told her i said the dog's not gonna like us today but he's gonna get put up and we're gonna spend some time together yeah um because as a husband i owe you that yeah and so um not just that but it's kind of opened my eyes to just like how um lackadaisical and how lazy i've become in my walk with christ yeah because I'll wake up with enough time to take the dog out, do all that I got to do with him, then get ready for work. But um, that's not how it should work. I should still take some time to spend, to start my day uh, in devotional and in prayer. And so um, this has been eye-opening for me. Yeah. Just to kind of um, take a step back with that replay yeah. and be like, all right, it's it's time to... Well, and, and why, you know, why are you going to welding school in the evenings? To prepare, for, uh, to set myself up for a better future. Why do you want that? Well, to um, better support Brittany and a future family. Because you love her. Yeah. So love um, takes sacrifice. Mm-hmm. There's there's no love that does not take sacrifice. If you look at what what Jesus did on the cross for us, the ultimate sacrifice that's what love looks like. He's not asking you to die for your spouse, but he is asking you to lay your life down for the kingdom of God. And that only happens out of the love that you have for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how that happens. So um, love is sacrifice. You're sacrificing um, time away from your wife because you love her and you want a better future with her. Mm-hmm. And um, there's some things that... that 
I've sacrificed in my life, and I'm sure that I will have to sacrifice in my life um, because of the love of Jesus that I have, but also because um, the love that I have for my wife. But I can't love my wife the way that I need to and that she needs me to without my relationship with Jesus. There mm-hmm. is no way you can love other people the way that God intended you to without the love of Jesus Christ in your life. And that only happens by spending time with him. Mm-hmm. And so with that, we're going to wrap this episode up with prayer. So, Lord God, I just thank you for this day, Lord God. And I just thank you for everybody that's listening. Lord, I just pray that um, as we go about from now on that the replay system would kick in, that we would be able to realize what we're doing wrong and then we would be able to make the correct call and make forth the effort to um, correct it, Lord God. I just pray that um, through sanctification, we can become more righteous. Yes. We can become closer to you, Lord God. Yes. And I just thank you for loving us enough and giving us the grace to forgive us. Yes. And I just thank you for everything you're doing. In your name I pray. Amen. Well, Father God, I also ask that you help us to live lives of repentance that, Father God, through the replay system of your Holy Spirit, that we would not only identify the things that we're doing that are against your will, that are against your word, but, Father God, that we'd also turn away from those things and not go back to them any longer. So, Father God, I pray that you empower us and embolden us with your Holy Spirit to be able to walk as you walk and love as you love. And we ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And with that, This is a Pitch Towards Holiness podcast. I'm Michael Kidwell. And I'm Mike Kidwell. Thank you for joining us. See you next week.